it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, baby? It's new. It's new. Here comes a lightning bolt. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! Welcome everybody to the Lightning Round Podcast. I am Garrett Sisti, of course, at Garrett Sisti on Twitter. Jamie, of course, at Lightning underscore round. You know the deal. We've been here for a while with our fifth mock draft madness here. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. For those of you that are new, what we're going to do is... First of all, we're going to uh, list our first-round grades all offseason. We've talked about what players we thought deserved a first-round grade. We're going to break down our top however many first-round grades we've got. I've got 14. I think Jamie's got 16. Yep. So we'll break down our top guys that have first-round picks. And then we're going to do mock drafts. It's going to be four total. I'm going to do what I think the Chargers are going to do. Jamie's going to do a mock draft, what he thinks the Chargers will do. And then we're going to do our personal mock drafts. I will do one. Jamie will do one. So it truly is mock draft madness because we're doing four mock drafts. But before we get to that and the first round picks, we got some news. And the last thing that happened before last time we had a podcast was Travis Benjamin Signed an extension. If you had to name one player you thought was going to get an extension this offseason from the Chargers, Jamie, how far down was Travis Benjamin on your list? Uh, he was not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> he was off completely. He was off. So they extended Travis Benjamin to one more year. They did. Uh, I think I saw a lot of people freaking out about this on Tuesday morning, and uh, I think it's important to point out kind of the real reason for this extension. And first of all, I would say looking at this as an extension is kind of an oversimplification of what actually happened. I think what you see here is the Chargers decided, and probably rightly so, that they're not entirely comfortable with their wide receiver depth going into the offseason. So without knowing what's going to happen in the draft or after the draft, they decided to keep a quote-unquote veteran presence on the on the roster at wide receiver. So I think that was the primary kind of driving force behind the quote-unquote extension they gave. Um, I also think that this was really obviously about cutting cost. I think those were the two the two primary driving factors was, you know, keeping some depth so that they could kind of evaluate the young wide receivers, Jeremy Davis, Artavis Scott, and Dylan Cantrell uh, without too much pressure for them to produce. 
and they obviously still retain the right to make Travis Benjamin a, a June a post June one cut if he doesn't if he doesn't hack it in camp. Um, but also they wanted to save some money, so through giving him a two year extension with a three million dollar guarantee, uh, they wind up saving themselves basically two and three quarter million dollars against the cap this year. So that's a pretty significant savings. And because Benjamin was in the last year of his deal, they couldn't do it without extending him because there was nowhere for deferred money to go. So they, they gave him an extra deal, but it's basically an, or they gave him an extra year, excuse me, but it's basically an empty extra year. They kind of threw him a bone, gave him a little bit more guaranteed money. But I think everybody here understands that Benjamin probably will not be on this roster in 2020. Uh, they're obviously hoping the young receivers step up and fill the, fill a void and that it gives them the opportunity to move on from Benjamin, who has already lost his job as the primary kick and punt returner and now sees himself falling further and further down the depth, the depth chart. So he will make, uh, I believe the number is three and three quarter million dollars this year total. Yep. For a total savings of two and three quarter million dollars. So, uh, they get him at a, they get him at a discount. He'll fall down the depth chart. He will probably continue losing snaps probably will not be returning punts and kicks and he will be one of the first guys to go during the 2020 offseason at least that's my guess yeah so a lot of it was about creating cap space i mean they didn't want to outright cut him you were talking about you know keeping depth they have a lot of young guys and tyrell williams left in free agency so you know you you could say that they didn't want to sacrifice wide receiver depth uh they created cap space now which means they could sign a player before the draft or after the draft they got some flexibility and then next offseason they're able to cut him. Uh, they just added that kind of funny extra year. It's a year in theory, but it's not It's something that's going to last. He took the pay cut this year so they can build some room on the roster. So while hearing an extension sounds bad, what they did is they saved themselves money without outright cutting him and still keeping him on the roster and then able to just get rid of him in 2020 like the plan all along, but by giving, you know, kind of throwing him a bone, like you mentioned, and uh, keeping him for 2020. Though we all know he will not be there in 2020. Yeah, and we talked about this early in the offseason. We said that it made sense financially for them to cut him, but with Tyrell moving on and so much uncertainty surrounding the three guys behind Travis on the depth chart and Scott Cantrell and Davis, that we didn't think it was likely they'd cut him just because there wasn't a whole lot of veteran presence behind uh, Keenan and Mike Williams. So makes sense. You know, you, you buy, you buy some time, maybe kick the can down the street a little bit um, on drafting a wide receiver, buy yourself a year, save yourself some money, create some cap space and create a less stressful environment for some of these young guys to compete in camp. And who knows, maybe still force Benjamin off the roster. Cause like I said, they could still make him a post June one cut and without too much, you know, brain damage, so to speak. I doubt they do that, but it's a possibility. So uh, Benjamin's uh, theoretically here uh, gives them some flexibility going into next year and kind of in the draft, you know, they can maybe wait a couple rounds if they're comfortable with it. They've got some young guys. And of course, Benjamin could be gone before the season even starts. So uh, not much to worry about there. So let's go ahead and uh, get into our draft stuff. And let's talk about our first round picks because we've been doing it all off season long. We've been talking about who we think deserves first round picks. And if you're new here, we never, ever have ever had 32 guys with first round picks. Nope. So, <laughs> so now this year, again, we do not have 32 picks. I've got 14. You've got 16. Jamie, let's go down the list. I don't know if you want to go 16 to 1 or 1 to 16, but give me the players in order that deserve a first round pick in the 2019 draft class. Uh, I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. Uh, but I, okay. I do think we need a disclaimer here in that we did not, or at least I didn't watch any interior linemen. And I don't know if you did. Did you watch any? Interior offensive linemen. No, no, I did not either. So that's so, two uh, entire position groups that aren't even included in this. I think we need to point that out. Right, yeah, because Garrett Bradbury is a popular name that a lot of guys are talking about in the first round. Uh, didn't even watch him, and I know you didn't either. So, uh, yeah, no guards or centers, uh, just tackles that we watched. Right. So of the guys we've watched, let's start with 16 and move your way up to one. I guess I have 15. Excuse me. All right, so I have 15 total players. Uh, Cody Ford is number 15 with a 90. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, number 14 with a 90. 
Ed Oliver is number 13 with a 90. Devin White is number 12 with a 91. DeAndre Baker, number 11 with a 91. Byron Murphy is in number 10, at number 10 with a 92. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is number 9 with a 92. Devin Bush, number 8 with a 92. My number 7 overall player is Jawan Taylor with a 92. My number 6 overall player is David Montgomery with a 93. My number 5 overall player is Jonah Williams with a 93. My number 4 overall player is Quentin Williams with a 93. My number 3 overall player is Josh Allen with a 94. And my top 2 guys are Andre Dillard with a 95 and Nick Bosa with a 96. All right. So I've got 14. You've got one more than I do. Uh, David Montgomery, JGR, Sega Whiteside, two uh, names you do not see in the first round. So uh, I give you props on that. Uh, number 14 is Christian Wilkins with a 90. At 13, I've got Cody Ford with a 90. Number 12 is Noah Fant, the tight end, with a 91. The edge player Brian Burns is number 11 with a 91. Number 10 is Devin Bush, the linebacker out of Michigan, with a 91. My number nine is also Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety out of Florida, with a 92. Number eight is the other Iowa tight end, TJ Hawkinson, with a 92. At seven, Ed Oliver made it with a 92. At six is the cornerback, Byron Murphy, with a 93. At five, I've got Devin White with a 93. At number four, I've got tackle Jonah Williams with a 94. At number three, I've got Juwan Taylor with a 95. At number two, I've got Quinnen Williams with a 95. And my number one overall prospect is the same as yours with the same number. It is the edge player, Nick Bosa, with a 96. So there we go. Those are the top guys. Give me your top five. So I've got Bosa, Quinnen Williams, Juwan Taylor, Jonah Williams, and Devin White for my top five. What's your top five? Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, Andre Dillard, Josh Allen, Jonah Williams, and Quinnen Williams. Okay. All right. So... You ready to get in this mock draft? I think we're about ready. Yep, let's do it. All right, so this is going to be the Chargers-heavy mock draft. This is what I think the Chargers are going to do at number 28 and so on for seven rounds. And we'll go ahead and get started. And this isn't what I would do, but I think what Tom Telesco is going to do. So following to 28, I've already got it, and I am on the clock. So guys that are available You've got Drew Locke available. You've got Jonathan Abram, the safety out of Mississippi State. A.J. Brown, the wide receiver, is available. Jerry Tillery is there. Um, the one guy that I know they're going to take is there, and it is the offensive tackle at, of Kansas State, Dalton Reisner. So all the top four tackles have been taken, and I think the Chargers end up going Reisner. He's going to be the right tackle right away. He can kick inside to play guard or center. You know, he's got the accolades. He was the 2018 Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year. Smart kid with durability. We talked about the last podcast. He's never missed a game. This, to me, is just so Chargers. I think the team is hyper-focused on tackle this year. And in past drafts, they put a lot of value on offensive line. It hasn't quite worked out that well, but uh, nonetheless, it's kind of the draft mentality. So it's all the same. I think the Chargers go Dalton Reisner in the first round to assure they don't have to reach for a tackle later. It's just kind of that, you know, they did it with DJ Fluker. They even did it with Hunter Henry. You know, there was one one or two good tight ends in that class, and they reached up and grabbed Henry in the second round just so they don't have to worry about it later. And I think they do that here with Reisner. He's got the versatility. This is a Telesco guy. I've got them taking Dalton Reisner at 28. All right, moving on to the second round, and let's talk about some of the people that are available. Uh, and wide receivers, Emmanuel Hall's available. Sean Bunting, a popular corner, is available. Juan Thornhill, Darnell Savage is available. Yadni Kajust is available. Interesting. He's usually not there in the second round. Jay Sternberger, if they were looking for a tight end. Uh, Joe Giles Harris is there. But I see the guy that I know they're going to take because I know I know what these seven picks are going to be, even though I've never been right on this. <laughs> uh, at, in the second round, they're going to take the defensive tackle Draymond Jones at Ohio State. Now, uh, he's obviously a smaller D-tackle. I think he's 6'3", 285. 
But that's kind of that Damian Square profile, a little undersized, but Jones is definitely a different player. Another versatile lineman, lined up in multiple spots. He can pass rush from the inside. Uh, this is just kind of that Chargers type of pick where you get a third, probably more of a third-round player, but because he's from Ohio State, has a ton of production, yeah, it kind of outweighs it all. The team gets their defensive tackle. It's a big need, uh, high-character guy, so I think they end up going with Draymond Jones in the second round. How are you feeling so far with Reisner and Jones? Uh, they sound like Telesco picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, we talked at length about Reisner on the last episode. I think it makes sense on some levels. I think it's a little bit of a reach on some levels, but you know, if you're dead set on getting a, a tackle – and you're choosing between him and Yadni Kajust in the first round, then you got to take um, you got to take Reisner. I think you know it, as long as you you understand that you might have to kick him inside and you're comfortable with that, then taking you know a kind of a, a tweener offensive lineman who can play inside and outside gives him some versatility and some athleticism. I think that makes some sense. And Draymond Jones, I mean, he's that three tech that they've been rumored to have been telling people they're looking for. You know, they there was talk that they talked to uh, uh, what was his name, Jared Ledbetter, yep. from uh, from Georgia, and told him, you know, we're good at edge. Can you play the three tech? Uh, so that Jones makes sense, and he's a good pass rusher. He's disruptive. He gets upfield in a hurry, and I've seen him mocked in the first round. So getting him at the end of the second round, I think I'm actually a lot more comfortable with. I would not be happy with it if it was a first round pick, but getting him. Uh, at 60, I think I'm a lot more comfortable with. I think I had a, a mid to late second round grade on him. So I'd be I'd be not like over the moon excited about those picks, but I'd be yeah. comfortable with them. All right. So those are the two picks so far. Reisner, Jones, they've got their tackle. They've got their interior defensive lineman. And let's talk about who's available here. So Rennell Wren is available. Uh, we already got our in- interior defensive lineman. I don't think they go back to back here. Uh, they've got... Kelvin Harmon, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is available. David Montgomery, your first-round pick, is still available here in the third round. They've got Jamel Dean. There is Kalen Saunders still available. Tyree Jackson is there. But you know what? I think they go a little sideways here, at least a, a little bit against the grain. They're going to pick the tight end Dawson Knox out of Ole Miss. I have a feeling the Chargers jump a little bit early on tight end this year. Hunter Henry is coming up on a new contract soon. Hasn't played 16 games yet in his career when he's healthy. He is all the tight end one you need. But this is a guy that's more of a projection because he was so criminally underutilized at Ole Miss. We kind of talked about it on the tight end podcast. He would be a perfect tight end two right away. He's got a real shot at being a borderline tight end one. I think the charge will love him because Knox is such a good, tenacious blocker. And that's what kind of turned them on about Hunter Henry. You wouldn't have to take Hunter Henry or Dawson Knox off the field. They can keep them on all three downs. Even though this is a little off script here, I think they jump on Dawson Knox. They get a talented pass catcher. Uh, needs a little bit of refinement because, you know, we don't know exactly what he is because he didn't get a lot of chances at Ole Miss because there's a lot of mouths to feed there in that offensive system. But early on tight end two, you got a a really good chance of being a tight end one, vertical threat, and a really nasty blocker. This is a Charger player. They're taking Dawson Knox out of Ole Miss in the third round. Interesting. Um, I like Knox a lot. It feels a little early for him. I think he's more of a fourth-round pick, but I could see it. Um, I think he's a guy who could certainly play up to that third-round level. And I think you're right. I think he's a guy who could stay on the field for a long time. And he's that tight end, too, they've been missing that can contribute on special teams, too. So I think he makes a lot of sense for them in that spot, and that does kind of feel like a pick that that Telesco might make. Yeah, and and it seems like always in the third round they reach out just a little bit there. But, you know, after that it was Elise Max and Isaac Nuada, and I'm not sure they would have taken the shot there. It was just, you know, a player that you got to grab. He's by far the best tight end. At that spot. Worth noting, no linebackers for the first three rounds. No linebackers. Nope, not yet. We'll get there, Jamie. We'll get there. And I think you know who I think they're going to pick because I think you think the <laughs> same guy. But let's go on to round four. And at four, let's talk about some of the guys that are there. We've got Miles Boykin, the wide receiver. 
We've got Rodney Anderson, the running back. We got Max Sharping. Uh, oh no, he went to pick before. Oh, it's still going. Okay, well, that was the guy. Okay, that was the guy I was definitely going to consider there. Uh, Sharping's gone. Okay, then at linebacker, just because you mentioned it, David Long is there. Tavon Connie is there. Corners, Kendall Sheffield, Hamp Cheevers. That's a first round name if I've ever heard one. And he's up there with Rocky Sin of this class. Probably the top two names. <laughs> uh, okay, so I know who they're taking here in the fourth round. And it is a guy that uh, the Chargers were at the USC Pro Day. They've been linked to this man. It is the offensive tackle Chuma Adoga at a USC. I think they take some tackle insurance in this draft. They already took Reisner, but you know his stock rose at the Senior Bowl. He has some experience at both left and right tackle. Moves pretty nice for a guy his size. Ready run blocker. His pass blocking needs some real, real help. So I think the Chargers take a swing here on a developmental project. Has some good movement. He's got ideal size. He's really going to need some work. So this is a guy they're grooming for the future. They double dip in tackles because, boy, do they need offensive line help. And they needed a double dip, and they do here. And they take one early. They took one in the first round, now in the fourth. You got Dalton Reisner and now Chuma Adoga. I got to learn how to say his name because they'll draft him. Uh, really linked to this guy that he was at the USC Pro Day. Uh, seen his name a bunch. Yeah, I think um, they were there for for Udoga and the guy you're probably going to take in the fifth or sixth round here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you were going to take him here when you started to talk about the USC Pro Day, but you did a little end around on me. <laughs> I did. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, not a great tackle class, but they've been linked to him, and he's a guy who you know could at least give them some insurance, if not develop into a right tackle. So, uh, makes some sense on paper. Yeah, and we don't want to bury the lead and say who's going to be coming up here soon. And I think that might be in the next two rounds. But um, Adoga, and then that other player at USC feels like the Uchenna Nwosu. You know, everybody kept talking about Chenna Wilson in the second round. We're going, how could they never leak anything? We never hear anything about picks in the future. And they kept linking Ochenna to the Chargers, kept linking Ochenna. And then, of course, they took him in the second round, exactly where everybody said. So there was some leak in that building. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to round five. Let's talk about some of the guys that are there. All right, so the Chargers got tight end. They don't need any more tackles. They've got two already. They already went interior defensive linemen. But Armand Watts is still available. Isaiah Bugs is still available. Safety was definitely a need. Let's look at corner. Hamp Cheevers is still there. Donnie Lewis Jr. Jimmy Moreland. So I think they're going to go safety here. As it looks like the linebacker we're kind of hinting at still down there on the board. So I don't think they quite reach quite yet. So they're going to take a safety. And the sit. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like this. All right, so the pick that they make in round five is a safety, another safety out of Miami, just like Rayshon Jenkins, a guy that kind of reminded me of him, Sheldrick Redwine. They rated, they waited till round five to take their safety. They need a free safety in the worst way, one of their top three needs. But again, Telesco doesn't really value safeties. He wastes the fifth round. I think, you know, they feel safe because of Rayshon Jenkins and maybe Jalen Watkins. So they waited a little bit, bought themselves some insurance. So they take Sheldrick Redwine in the fifth round. Another safety out of Miami. Uh, played corner, played safety. Uh, it's got some real tackling issues. He could run and cover. If I'm not mistaken, he ran in the four fours. I think he had a four four forty time at the combine. This feels like a lot of the uh, safety guys that Gus Bradley likes. Uh, could serve as a potential free free safety option. Also serve as a box safety and some cornerback depth so you got some versatility. I say they take Sheldrick Redwine here in round five. And let's go ahead and stop this run because I can't wait any longer. I've got to take my guy. <laughs> and let's just talk about who's available. Quarterbacks, Ryan Finley's there. Easton Stick is there. Running back isn't really an issue, so I'm not even looking at running back. Wide receiver, Gary Jennings Jr., Hunter Renfro. Let's talk about interior defensive linemen. Isaiah Bugg, so Armand Watts gone. Corner, Jimmy Moreland is still there. But we're going to stop this slide right now, and we're going to take the linebacker, Cameron Smith out of USC. 
You know it. Jamie knows it. This is a player cut from Telesco's cloth. He's a former captain at USC, worked out for the Chargers coaches. Even Chargers.com wrote this big draft profile on him. He was a mainstay on the USC defense for four years, produced every year, was steady, good instincts, uh, pretty good football IQ, but a limited athlete. He'd serve as that backup Mike behind Denzel Perryman, and I feel really good about the team making this pick. I don't really like Cam very much, but... I like Telesco making this pick. They're going to pick him. Yeah. Yep. Is that a guy you were going to look for in the Telesco Charger draft? Yep, and I wouldn't be surprised if they take him earlier. You took him in the sixth, right? Yeah, yeah. I could see him. I, he feels like a um, – uh, what's the kid's name from Ohio State that washed out? Um, oh, Joshua Perry? He feels like a Joshua Perry pick where they take him yep. like two to three rounds too early just because they have to have him. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him go as early as the fourth round. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they see him as more than a backup. I think, you know, he's played some in the middle. He's played some on the edge. Like he dropped a lot of weight uh, for his senior year this year so that he could run around and be a little bit more athletic. Uh, he does make some plays. Uh, I, I, They're definitely going to take him. I have no doubt in my mind they're going to take him. <laughs> Uh, and I doubt they, I doubt they can control themselves or contain themselves until the sixth round to take them. I think it's in the fourth or fifth round personally, but it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, much like that Joshua Perry pick, they got Joey Bosa in the first round, later got Joshua Perry. Now they got a Dogba in the fourth, I think it was, if I went back and then grabbed another USC player in Cameron Smith. So grabbed another teammate. They're happy. They're in the locker room together. So we're going to wrap up this draft. I've got round seven all queued up here. Quarterback, yeah, you're looking at Easton Stick as your next best quarterback. Wide receiver, Renfro's gone. So you got Anthony Ratliff Williams left. Tight ends already taken care of. Offensive tackles taken care of. I'm going to pass on guard here. Nick Linder is available. I'm not taking him, though. Edge, Sharif Miller. Jonathan Ledbetter, man we mentioned earlier, is there. Oh, okay. The guy that I'm going to take here is actually a corner. And it's the corner from Alabama, Savion Smith, another guy that I've kind of thought the Chargers might take a chance on. This is like last year they picked up Tony Brown from Alabama. They got Chris Davis a few uh, years back. They like their big school corners. They were all they were both undrafted free agents, but they kind of like to take shots at corners in big programs. So this is the guy that they pick, much like picking up Tony Brown, Chris Davis, take a stab at a big program corner in Savion Smith. He was a five-star recruit, went to LSU, had to go the Juco route, got picked up by Alabama. Uh, he's got really good size, offers some uh, upside as a press corner. Anticipation wasn't very good. Technical refinement wasn't very good. That's also a work in progress, but a developmental corner in that group that could use some depth. So they take a chance on Savion Smith, and that wraps up my draft. So let's go ahead and list off what we got here. In round one, it is the offensive tackle, Dalton Reisner out of Kansas State. In round two, they pick the defensive tackle, Draymond Jones out of Ohio State. In round three, they just reached and grabbed a tight end, Dawson Knox out of Ole Miss. They wanted their tight end, too, with some upside. At round four, they grabbed their USC offensive tackle, Chuma Adoga. I still got to remember how to say his name since they're picking him. (laughs) In round five, they got the safety out of Miami, Sheldrick Redwine. In six, they got the linebacker, Cam Smith, out of USC. In round seven, they took a shot on the Alabama corner, Savion Smith. That wraps up my Telesco draft. Jamie, it is your turn. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so I've got mine all queued up. I'm on the board at 28. And a couple of Garrett's nightmare scenarios have presented themselves. <laughs> oh, no. Mine too, by the way. Daniel Jones is on the board at 18. And Caleb McGarry is on the board. They, you, the, so they both should be. They both should be. That doesn't mean um, you take them, Jamie. Does, no, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> I, I think in this in this particular case, this is a lot like the situation that you were in, Garrett. Reisner's on the board. Um, the two, the top two linebackers are gone. Mac Wilson is sitting there, and they do seem to like their linebackers with mm-hmm. big school, big college, big game experience. But I don't think they take a linebacker this early. Um, there really isn't another position, in my opinion. You've got this will piss some fans off, but Jerry Tillery's there and Jeffrey Simmons is there. <laughs> I don't think they take either one of those guys, even though they're very enticing. And either one of those guys would be eligible to come off the board in either one of our what we would do drafts. But this is not what we would do. This is what Tom Telesco would do. So, like you, I'm going to go with Dalton Reisner, the offensive tackle slash interior lineman. From Kansas State, I just feel like there's too big of a drop-off after him. And by the time we get around to 60, you're looking at taking Caleb McGarry, Yadni Kajust, guys like that, and I'm just not interested. So I'm going to go ahead and get Reisner, and we'll see who's on the board when we're when we get on, on the clock at 60 here. Yeah, I mean, that he just seems like the guy. I, I just am more leaning towards Reisner by the day. And the more you do these mock drafts, the more you see that most of the offensive tackles are gone, the top four at least, with Ford, Williams, Dillard, and uh, Taylor. They're always gone. Interior defensive lineman is skinny at that point. So Reisner just seems like the pick. So obviously we agree there. You took Reisner and won. Yep. I, I just think it makes too much sense. So we've addressed the offensive tackle position. Chargers still have pressing needs at safety, linebacker, defensive tackle. Um you could also argue they have a need at tight end and along the interior line. Still too early for a quarterback if they're looking that way. Uh, guys that are on the board right now in the second round, we've got uh, Charlo, Charles Omenahu, Draymond Jones, Ronell Wren. So Mac Wilson's off the board. Uh, there really isn't, in my opinion, a linebacker worthy of being taken in the second round here, so I'm not even thinking about it at this point. Uh, safety... You've got Darnell Savage, Juan Thornhill, Deontay Thompson, Amani Hooker, all sitting there in the second round. In this particular case, I think we're looking at a defensive tackle, and I think it's somebody different from who Garrett took. They've been linked to this person quite a bit. They were at his pro day. Uh, reportedly, they stayed close to him and evaluated him carefully and met with him afterwards. I think they take defensive tackle Ronell Wren out of Arizona State. Uh, and I think they do that because they see him as a long-term replacement for Brandon Meebane. He He's primarily a one technique. I think he can play three technique if they ask him to. He's certainly athletic enough. He's a guy who moves bodies, clogs lanes, but also makes plays on the interior. All you got to do is watch his Michigan State game from this year where he basically dominated the second and third quarters of that game, and you see what he's capable of. It's not a consistent thing for him, but... I think they take him thinking they can make him consistent uh, with some development. So I think, so, so far we've got Dalton Reisner and Ronell Wren in the first two rounds. How are you feeling about that? Well, that seems early for me for Wren. Uh, I understand the player that's around maybe even two, well, probably around early for him. Getting him in the second round is a stretch for me. Uh, I get the player. I understand it because he's a guy I would target in round three and four. But, man, picking up Ren in the second is a little rich. Yeah, I think it's a little early. I'd prefer him in the third or fourth round, too. I'm not sure he'll be there in the third or fourth round. It seems like he's kind of moving up boards a little bit. So I feel like he's a guy that they just look at and they think they just need him. Uh, they need to grab him now before he comes off the board. So now we're looking at positions. I think you know you got to look at safety, linebacker, tight end, possibly back at offensive tackle again. Uh, so guys that are on the board right now, if you're looking at offensive tackle, uh, Max Sharping is there, Chuma Doga is there, uh, Bobby Evans. Uh, if you're looking at tight end, 
nobody worth taking this early is there. Kahale Waring, who I didn't really even watch. Josh Oliver, I'm not that familiar with. Elise Mack, I did watch. I think it's a little early for him. You could maybe make an argument for Caden Smith, but still a little early. Isaac Nauta, still a little early. Foster Morrow, still a little early. So I'm passing on tight end here, even though I think they need it. I think uh, Tom Telesco probably thinks he can wait and get somebody a little bit later. I think this feels like a spot where they were probably looking for a linebacker. It's a desperate need. They've talked about it being a, a fo- an area of focus for them, and it hasn't really changed all that much aside from the addition of um, Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a spot where they take somebody that they think can maybe grow into the long-term two to three down Mike linebacker role, and this guy just feels like he just feels like he makes sense for them because he's smart. He's a thumper. It just feels like a Chargers pick to me. So uh, the Chargers take Joe Giles Harris in the third round to play middle linebacker. See, I thought you were going to say Cam Smith there, but then when you said he's smart, he's a thumper, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Who's that? No, too early. (laughs) So how are you feeling about the first three rounds so far? Well, I don't love Joe Giles Harris there. Um, Rennell Wren was a reach, and Reisner is just fine. Uh, so I'm not loving this draft so far. I'm understanding it. I think Giles Harris is a Mike at the next level, can win at the line of scrimmage, uh, like his instincts, can help out in the run game. He's pretty good in zone, but you know I think he lacks some speed. And I guess this is about where I graded him. I had a low third-round grade on him, if I remember correctly. You know, a guy that we're lower on than most, but... Um, I guess this is where you slot him here because a lot of people were mocking him in the second round. Seems like a Charger guy. I mean, he was really productive at Duke. So, yeah, he he makes sense for sure for Telesco. All right, so we are on the board here in the fourth round. Um, Still with needs at tight end, offensive tackle, interior offensive line, safety. You could even make an argument for another interior defensive lineman. So looking at guys who are on the board here. Chuma Adoga is off the board. Uh, we still got Isaiah Prince on the board, Bobby Evans, Tyler Romer. Nobody really too exciting at offensive tackle at this point. Tight ends, Caden Smith, Isaac Nauta, Foster Morrow, all there. All solid possibilities here in the fourth round, all providing receiving options and guys who can block. Um, on the interior, defensive tackles, Dontavius Russell, Terry Beckner, Chris Slayton, Armand Watts. feel like it's still a little bit too early for all these guys if the Chargers do double dip. Safety, Mike Bell, Mike Edwards, Marvell Tell. Not a whole lot of real exciting options here in the fourth round. I feel like this is a good spot for a tight end. I think the Chargers probably agree. So I think the Chargers go with Caden Smith, the tight end out of Stanford, in the fourth round. Makes sense. That's definitely a guy I'm targeting around there. Little raw. Uh, the blocking could use some work, but obviously a uh, tight end early on has some tight end one upside for sure. Uh, really good in traffic, true vertical threat. Uh, I like Caden Smith. He makes sense there. That might be one of my favorite picks in terms of value and um, uh, versus talent there. So I, I'm I'm actually good with that pick. All right. So let's take a look and see who's still hanging around here. Because right now you've got Dalton Reiser in the first, Rennell Wren, the defensive tackle, and two, Joe Giles Harris, the linebacker out of Duke at three, and then you grabbed Caden Smith out of Stanford, the tight end, at four. So let's see here. We have, just kind of looking around here, we've got Demarcus Lodge, the wide receiver out of Mississippi, still on the board. Nothing too exciting at offensive tackle at this point. Michael Dogba, defensive tackle. Really a lot of guys, it's too early for a lot of these guys, more than likely. I think the Chargers probably feel like they've got their guy at defensive tackle and they're going to move on. We're in the fifth round here. There's not a whole lot left that's, you know, surefire contributors. So I think the Chargers are going to go with the linebacker we talked about. I think they double mm. dip at linebacker. I think this is where they get Cameron Smith. Wow. They're going to double dip. They haven't double dipped on offensive tackle or defensive tackle, which they're going to need to do in the draft. They double dipped on linebacker. 
I think so. I think they get two guys that they're really high on, guys that they think can be playmakers um, and really help the middle of the defense. I got to tell you, I don't like it. I know you're Tom Telesco, but... Yeah, I'm not trying to make you happy here. <laughs> no, I know. No, I know. You're just being Tom Telesco. And, you know, with Kaiser White re-signing Denzel Perryman, re-signing Andrew Phillips is going to take over that linebacker safety role, signing Thomas Davis, having Jatavis Brown still around, getting a linebacker, sure, Joe Giles Harrison III makes sense. Grabbing Cam Smith because you got a man crush on him, not so much in the fifth. I'm not a fan of that one. And, you know, the re- there's been some reaches and stuff, but in terms of value, position, I don't understand it, to be honest with you. That's just another extra body. I think you're just kind of looking at it from a standpoint of, or the Chargers are looking at it from a standpoint of, uh, you're probably going to be looking towards moving on from both Denzel Perriman and Thomas Davis after this year. So you're kind of naked in the middle of the field unless you're thinking you're going to move Kaiser White over to the Mike linebacker. Phillips is a one-year deal. Jatavis Brown. Phillips is a one-year deal. Brown's Brown's almost up. So there's a lot of transition going on. So they need to kind of solidify the middle of the field. And I just feel like I think both Joe Giles Harris and Cam Smith make a lot of sense as Chargers picks. I just think those are guys they're going to really like. They might like it, but I don't. But who's asking yeah, me, right? <laughs> I'm not try- like I said, I'm not trying to make you happy. <laughs> so let's see here. We're looking hopefully at a safety at some point. Uh, we're looking maybe for a developmental offensive tackle, maybe a wide receiver. Uh, Chargers definitely need help at wide receiver. Ooh, there's a guy that I think makes a lot of sense for them, a guy that I like. I know a guy that you like. And I think he makes sense for the Chargers in terms of the mold that they look for in wide receivers. We're here in the sixth round. I think they take Anthony Johnson out of Buffalo. I'm definitely targeting Caden Smith in the fourth. I'm definitely targeting Anthony Johnson in the sixth. I love those players in that position. So two very good picks, especially where they're at. I I love both those picks. And the rest you hate. (laughs) Reisner is is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. Ren, I, I mean, I like the player. So you got him. Maybe he's around early. Fine. I like him. Joe Giles Harris, I'm not as high on, but when you get him in the third, that's about where you should get him. Caden Smith is great in four. Anthony Johnson's great in six. Cam Smith in the fifth, still uh, I'm not happy about. So this is a team that still needs some safety help. Uh, They may not think they need safety help, so they may not be prioritizing it too early. Uh, But there are some guys here that might be good fits for them uh, on the board at safety. Not a whole lot exciting here. Uh, I think they go with Saquon Thompson out of Rutgers. So that is the end of my picks, and uh, of Tom Telesco's picks, I should say. And we wind up with Dalton Reisner, Ronell Wren, Joe Giles Harris in the third round, Caden Smith in the fourth, Cameron Smith in the fifth, Anthony Johnson in the sixth, and Saquon Hampton out of Rutgers, the safety, in the seventh. All right. Well, clear that board. Start it all over. Let's have some fun. You do your draft. I will do mine. So while they're resetting, hit us up on Twitter, guys. Let us know which Telesco draft you like better. And then tell us which you think is more of a Telesco draft. My draft or Jamie's draft? Which one would you be the most happy with? My draft, my Telesco draft or my Jamie draft? And then after we're done with everything, just tell us who you like better because I'm curious. Let's see how this goes. All right, so I'm on the board at 28. Ooh, I like this. I like this a lot. Okay, so available players at the moment. We have Daniel Jones, Christian Wilkins, Ooh. Garrett Bradbury, Hakeem Butler, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's there, Nasir Adelary is there, Reisner's there, Jerry Tillery is there. Uh, let's just say that if Christian Wilkins is on the board at 28, the Chargers better sprint to that phone and make that pick. So <laughs> I know I am taking Christian Wilkins at 28 and I'm just going to end my draft now. Cause I win. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> no man. It's good. It's the perfect start and it's the perfect fit. It is exactly what Telesco would do if he's there. And this is a Jamie draft. And I, you know, people are always like, well, if he's on the board, they should run that card up to the podium. They don't do that. They're not in the room. They have a representative there, 
But it's not like Telesco sitting in the back and then he walks it up to Goodell. That's not how that works. Get on the phone, you call him, and then you draw, you put the pick in. Nobody's running anywhere. Damn it! Just just go ahead and ruin my my image there of them sprinting to the to the podium. Oh no! I mean, you can no 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 run to the phone. You know, <laughs> call right away as soon as you see he's available. But you know, you can't sprint the card to Goodell. All right, so we have Christian Wilkins at 28 in the first round. We are now on the board at 60. The Chargers are on the board at 60. Uh, just going through some positions of need, we have Titus Howard and Yadni Kajust on the board here in the second round. Um, Kajust certainly makes some sense at the end, end of the second round. I had a late second round grade on him. Uh, tight ends, Jay Sternberger is there. My guy. Uh, Dax Raymond, Dawson Knox. Interior defensive line, Draymond Jones is still on the board. Ronell Wren, Kalen Saunders, but they just went interior defensive line, so I don't think that's where they're looking. There is nothing but crap on the board at linebacker, so they're going to pass at linebacker. Sean Bunting, Trayvon Mullen, David Long, Isaiah Johnson, Joan Williams all on the board at corner. At safety, Deontay Thompson, Amani Hooker, Jaquan Johnson, Marquise Blair. Yeah, I think I know what I'm going to do here. Uh, so with Deontay Thompson on the board, I had a mid-second round grade on him. Some people have him graded as high as the first round. He has some development to do. I think there are some uh, you know, instinctual issues with him, most of which can probably probably be corrected with more playing time and, and some, film, some film study. But he just seems like the perfect athletic complement to – uh, Derwin James at safety, and it's a huge position of need for the Chargers. This is where the, this is where I'm going with my second round pick at 60. I take Alabama safety Deontay Thompson, and I'm just going to end my mock draft now. I don't even need to make the next five picks. I'm done. <laughs> you did that after pick one. Now you're going to end it. What if the next one's good too? You don't know that. Yeah, no. Thompson's – I love the target here in the second. I think there's um, – since you've already done the first two rounds, I think there are – I think second round is your safety target. There's going to be guys like Deontay Thompson, Darnell Savage, Juan Thornhill. There's going to be a lot of good safeties there. And though Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is, you know, both of our safety ones, I think the drop-off between them and then the next cluster of guys isn't the big – cliff like the rest of the guys like the offensive tackles or the defensive linemen there are a a bigger cliff especially on the offensive tackles which i I don't mean to scare you here because you haven't gone one yet but you know once you pass on kajust in the second round you're gonna be in trouble here so good luck in round three on offensive tackles and but deontay thompson perfect pick uh i love the compliment of him and derwin um he's definitely a guy i'm targeting round two so yeah, I might be drafting a lot like part of Telesco's draft and a part of yours. Uh, so looking through positions of need here, um, still not a lot of linebackers that I'm in a rush to take. Uh, looking at offensive tackle, I still have Titus Howard and Yadni Kajust on the board. You're kidding. Nope. At the bottom of three? At the bottom of three. You cheated. <laughs> okay. I admittedly only saw part of one game of Titus Howard. But I feel like there's a steal here in Yadni Kajust in the, at the bottom of three, so I'm taking Yadni Kajust. So I have addressed defensive tackle, safety, and offensive tackle in the first three rounds, all with guys who were projected to be picked in the first two rounds. Yeah, love for him to be groomed behind, you know, maybe eventual Russell Okung replacement. We'll fight for that starter role at right tackle. You know, 28 is rich. Round two is about where I had him. I had a low second round grade, 81, if I'm not mistaken. So that was about where I was comfortable taking him. When you fall to the third, you've definitely got to steal. Uh, potential left tackle, play right tackle. Uh, I think, you know, uh, this is a great pick here too. So now I'm kind of on the hunt for a couple positions. Uh, I would be looking possibly to double dip at offensive tackle possibly to double dip at defensive tackle and I'd also be looking at linebacker and tight end so just kind of looking at how things are shaping up looking at linebacker I've got David Long Tavon Coney Jermaine Pratt all there these are all guys that I had graded in the third to fourth round range 
So they all make sense here. I've got Alize Mack. It's the fourth round. It's a little early for him. Caden Smith is there. Isaac Nauta, Foster Morrow, all guys that I like. Corner, Corey Ballantyne, Mark Fields, Kendall Sheffield. Defensive tackle, Dalen Mack, Kingsley Kiki, Dontavius Russell, Chris Slayton, Armand Watts. Not really ready to double dip there yet. Tuma Doga still on the board here. The offensive tackle out of USC. So I'm kind of tempted here to go either linebacker, offensive tackle, or tight end. I really feel like I should go offensive tackle, but it's just not fun enough. <laughs> I'm going to go with Caden Smith in the fourth round. I just really like him. Oh, me too. I hope we don't have three mock drafts with Caden Smith in the fourth round because I love him there. It just makes too much too much sense in the fourth round. Yeah. All right. I am on the board in the fourth round. Uh, possibly looking to double dip at offensive or at, at defensive tackle. Still in need of a linebacker. Still possibly in need of double dipping at offensive tackle. So those are the three positions I'm really looking for the most value at. Let's see here. So linebacker, Gary Johnson out of Texas, Chase Hansen out of Utah, Cameron Smith's on the board, and I'm not interested in Cameron Smith. So I'm going to pass on Cameron Smith. I'm going to pass on linebacker for now. So that kind of narrows it down for me. Let's take a look at offensive tackle. Eh, still kind of early for offensive tackles. You're in the fifth round. I know, but I just don't see anybody that I feel like I have to go get. So there is a guy here that I really like. He was one of my sleepers. He fills a position of need. It might be a little bit early, but I feel like he's a guy who's going to outplay his draft position. So I am taking Armand Watts in the fifth round. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. Uh, (laughs) So while you're there, I mean, in round four, Caden Smith is the guy I'm looking at. In round five, Armand Watts is the guy I'm looking at. In round six... Anthony Johnson's the guy I'm looking at, so uh, you've you've hit them all. <laughs> those are good spots for all those guys I like in those rounds. So uh, let's see what you do here in six then. All right. I am on the board in the sixth. Let's take a look at wide receiver. There is Anthony Johnson, offensive tackle. Uh, nobody that I really recognize or feel like I have to get. Linebacker. I'm torn I'm torn here between Anthony Johnson and Josiah Tuafea out of uh, University of Texas San Antonio, the linebacker. Both guys, I think, offer a lot of value here. Uh, both guys at positions of need. Both guys, I think, kind of fit players that they're the kind of players that I think the Charters would be looking for in these spots. I think I can wait on Tuafea. So I'm going to go ahead and take Anthony Johnson here in the sixth. He was one of my wide receiver sleepers. Love the speed, love the size. The hands are great. He's a guy who's just tough to cover. He's kind of a bully at wide receiver, which I love. Uh, I think he's a guy who really fits in well with the existing receiving core and hopefully taking him uh, expedites the exit of one Travis Benjamin. So that's who I'm taking. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should have done this together then. <laughs> Maybe we could do that next year. All right, last pick here. Christian Wilkins, Deontay Thompson, Yadnika Just, Caden Smith, Armand Watts, Anthony Johnson, and round seven. And Josiah Tauafea out of University of Texas San Antonio, the linebacker. Guy who just runs all over the field and makes plays all over the place. All right, so that does it for his seven. I'll go ahead and burn through mine real quick. I know we're running along here, so I'm going to make it quick because we've kind of all talked about this stuff already. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So, oh, dude. <laughs> We might have a competition for best pick at number 28. Did it all overfall? Uh, no. Daniel Jones, Hakeem Butler, Nasir Adderley, Jerry Tillery's all there. But you know who's still there? It's not Christian Wilkins. It's offensive tackle Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Nice. Size, athleticism, power, NFL ready right tackle. I mean, I saw enough from him. I mean, we talked about it on the tackle podcast, but... I saw enough from him this lone year that he's just scratching the surface. Versatility play guard. He'll be very good as a guard. This is the best player available. My offensive tackle three behind Taylor and Jonah Williams. Perfect pick. Perfect fit. Who would you rather take, Christian Wilkins or Cody Ford, Jamie? I mean, you can't lose with either. They're A's. I would but rather if you take, had to choose. I would take Wilkins because I have him graded higher on my board, and I think you do too. But uh, actually, wait. No, I don't. No. I don't know. Wilkins is my last. No, I've got four graded one point higher Ooh. than Wilkins. But I'd still take Wilkins, I think. Really? I think so. I think so. I think uh, it'd be close. It'd be a tough call. But I just think that they've been without a quality defensive tackle for so long that I just think it has to happen. If Wilkins is on the board, there's just no other option. Okay. But I do like that pick. They're I'd both A's. Very happy with that pick. I would like Cody Ford over Christian Wilkins. That's just me, though. So then in round two, not quite looking at wide receivers. The tackle I already got, so I'm not looking there either. Uh, interior defensive line, Charles Omenahu and Draymond Jones are there. Ronell Wren, Kalen Saunders, all there, of course. I want to go safety here. Say, I talked about it earlier. Safety is – dang, man. Okay, so – I was going to go Juan Thornhill here, but he's gone. The guys that are available, Taylor Rapp and Amani Hooker and Deontay Thompson. I think Hooker and Rapp are more strong safeties and free safeties, and I don't want to run into that problem again. And as much as I'd hate to do it, you and I are going to have the same second-round pick. But this is my draft. This is what I would do here. I would pick Deontay Thompson. We talked about what a great pairing this would be. Yeah, I've seen people wanting to take Taylor Rapp in the first round for the Chargers, and I just I don't get it. Um, I think he's a good football player, but I just think he's too um, he's too redundant in terms of his skill set. He's a kind of a poor man's Derwin James, more of a nickel linebacker, strong safety type, not really fast enough or athletic enough to play that deep safety role. I know I've seen some people say you just take the best player and stick him out there, but I just I don't think he's suited to that, particularly not in the Chargers system where he's the only guy back there. Yeah, no, I you know I think he's got the lack of top end athleticism that you just don't want on the back end, and he's not very good sideline to sideline. You want him as close to the line of scrimmage as possible, and when they played him at free safety, is when he did not look good, and I think that's part of the why, part of the reason why he's not a first round player to me. When they played him at a free safety, he just dropped down to my grade. So. Uh, I'm not taking Taylor Rapp because you know you've got a much better player near the line of scrimmage, and then you've got guys like Adrian Phillips who are roaming around, and you've got another hybrid in Kaiser White who's playing linebacker, used to be a safety playing that spur position at West Virginia. I don't, I don't think you need to take Taylor Rapp there, and I don't think it's a very good fit. Good player, um, not a guy I'm taking in the first round, but in the second round, he'd make sense there for another team, just not with the Chargers. So moving on to the third round, let's talk about some guys. That I'm looking at here. I'm uh, wide receiver. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll go back to wide receiver in just a second. Tight end. Josh Oliver. Caden Smith. I'm gonna wait there. Interior defensive line. Tristan Hill. Kalen Saunders. Gerald Willis. Let's go back to wide receivers for one minute. Okay, this is this is my draft, right? I can do it. Throw a curveball, huh? I think I'm going to throw a curveball here. I'm going to take. <laughs> Don't hang it. All right, I'm not going to hang you here. Here's what's going to happen. I didn't think you would be here, but 
But I'm going to end up taking J.J. Arcega-Whiteside in the third round. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yep. Big numbers at Stanford. Uh, is it, I think he needs to improve his route running, but such a good red zone weapon, a big tall body, can get separation downfield, creates yards after the catch. I think as a wide receiver three with some wide receiver two, if not best case wide receiver, low end wide receiver one capability, I think having Mike Williams, JGR Sega Whiteside, and Keenan Allen in the red zone, you're almost unstoppable. How do you stop a guy like our Sega Whiteside, Mike Williams? You got Hunter Henry, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler out of the backfield. That's a, and then you've got Keenan Allen running underneath. That's a nasty duo. And I want no part of that. So you got your new wide receiver three here, JJ Arcega Whiteside, who fell to the end of the third round. Travis, who? <laughs> bye bye, Travis. <laughs> Post June one cut. Bye. <laughs> And I think one thing you didn't mention about Arcega Whiteside that I think people overlook because he's a wide receiver is he is one of the smartest and best blocking wide receivers, if not the best, in the entire draft. Uh, every time you see um, Bryce Love breaking a big run, usually Arcega Whiteside's downfield making the block for him. So very valuable as a blocker. Um, just a little added value there. All right, so let's talk about uh, the next round. And I'm definitely going to have to look at interior defensive linemen, but uh, tackles, Ryan Bates, Donnell Green, Isaiah Prince is there. I'm not looking at either of them. Cameron Smith is there. I'm not really looking at edge here. I've already got my safety. Interior defensive linemen. Aha. Well, this is kind of a decision I have to make. So Kalen Saunders is there, and so is my sleeper. Tristan Hill. Do I take my sleeper or Kalen Saunders? Well, Kalen Saunders is graded higher, so I'm going to go with my board. I'm going to take Kalen Saunders. Uh, big man with some athleticism. Uh, good bend for the position. Uh, uses brute strength to win in the run game. Uses athleticism to win on passing downs. Uh, he's that big man you saw doing backflips. Uh, you've seen it all over Twitter. Uh, can play anywhere from zero to three tech, which I love. Definitely compete with Justin Jones for that three-tech spot starting right away. Could eventually take over for Brandon Meebane at the zero-tech. Uh, Chargers finally get a good pass rusher. Threat from the inside, Kalen Saunders in the fourth. Uh, usually a guy I'm targeting in the third, so for him to follow the fourth, I'm, I'm very happy about that. It's kind of like you're just in the third. Saunders is mine in the fourth. So I've got my interior defensive lineman in Kalen Saunders. I've already got a wide receiver, so I guess... We're going to scrap the whole Anthony Johnson bit, which is good. And then we're going into the fifth round. No linebacker yet, right? No linebacker yet. No tight end yet. No tight end. No linebacker. I kind of want to punt linebacker this draft. I really do. It just isn't a good linebacker class. It really isn't. Oh, good God, man. Well, I got lucky again, and Caden Smith fell to me. So – you know this is your draft and not Telesco's draft, right? I want a Caden Smith. Oh, I thought you said Cameron Smith. Oh, no, no, okay. no. Caden Smith, the tight end out of Stanford. Okay. No, no, I, no, no. I, I heard Cameron Smith. Okay, <laughs> Caden Smith. Yes. Caden Smith's there. Uh, we've already talked about him. Uh, could be a tight end one down the road. Uh, I'm a fan of his. I like him getting him a, lo- a round later too. So <clears throat> let's see where we fall here because I want to go offensive tackle again and probably interior defensive line. And I'm in round six. Good spot for him. A uh, guy you took a round earlier, I'm going to take him here in the sixth, Armand Watts. I mean, this is the thing I love about getting Kalen Saunders and Armand Watts is that they are versatile enough. They can play zero to three, that you can mix and match with those guys. And that's two versatile pieces on that defensive front, which I love. I uh, love Watts' uh, quick first step. Uh, athletic for a big, thick frame, disciplined rusher. Uh, love that he's pretty smart at the line of scrimmage, too. Gets his hands on a lot of footballs. A good bend. Another guy who's got some pass rushing chops in the interior. So you got Kalen Saunders, who can rush the quarterback. You've got Armand Watts, who can rush the quarterback. I'm a big fan of what I've done on the interior defensive line. And we're going into the last pick of the draft. And I'm either going linebacker or offensive tackle. I've kind of know I kind of went narrow on what what position and group I was going to go, and I haven't listed who's available, but I kind of wanted to burn through this group because we've kind of talked about a lot of them. Uh, okay, so uh, linebacker, 
Deshaun Davis, TJ Edwards. I, I know you like Josiah. Uh, I'm not going to take him here just for the sake of doing something different. I'm going to punt linebacker in this draft. I am just going to say I've got another year with Phillips, Kaiser White, Jatavis Brown, Thomas Davis, Denzel Perryman, maybe even two with Davis and Perryman. Who knows? But for 2019, I'm leaving the linebacker core alone. Maybe I can grab a diamond in the rough. I'm going to focus on it at, in the undrafted free agents. And for my last pick, to be honest with you, the only guy I know and the only guy that I've actually watched when I was watching offensive tackles, and that was Tyree St. Louis, the tackle out of Miami, uh, big body. He's pretty agile, pretty athletic, but has such issues. Uh, perfect frame, a guy you're probably going to have to break down and start over again, but you really need to double dip. He played left tackle, played right tackle. I love the size. I love the athleticism, but uh, there are some real issues in pass pro. Uh, pretty good as a run blocker. So uh, need to refine the technique when you get him into camp, but at least a potential swing tackle here for 2019. I uh, hope you can develop him into something because you've got a great moldable body. So that does it for my mock draft. Let's go over it again. I've got Cody Ford in the first round, Deontay Thompson in the second, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside in the third, Kalen Saunders in the fourth, Caden Smith in the fifth, Armand Watts in the sixth, and Tyree St. Louis to tackle in the seventh round. That does it for us, guys. Let us know who you like better. Who's uh, Tom Telesco drafted you like better? Who's personal draft did you like better that's it for us we're done drafts coming up we'll talk to you when the draft happens and we'll review these guys i am at gary Sissy on twitter jamie at lightning underscore round and we will see you next time thanks everybody